0: Welcome to Talk of the Town. This is a podcast where we talk about all things media, creators, business, and more. My name is Tristan. I am the host of the podcast. This is your first time listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're returning from previous episodes, thank you for coming back and listening to new episodes of the podcast. It really means a lot to myself and everyone working on this podcast. Now, it has been a month and a half since the last episode of Talk of the Town. And I want to talk to you guys really about why that is and what the future holds for the podcast and everything. Now, ultimately, to make it very simple for you guys, the reason why there have not been new episodes for the podcast in a month and a half or so is ultimately because I've been taking a little bit of time to decompress and relax, you know, especially during December. Uh, I was dealing with a lot of things you know, that had to do with events that I went to that didn't turn out the way I was hoping. Uh, on top of that, spending time with family and really trying to get, you know, it's, you know, spoiler here, we're getting guests onto the podcast finally. And, you know, really trying to create a formula that works combining both bringing guests onto the podcast and also talking, you know, the, the same kind of, you know, one take subject topics. That We've been doing on this podcast since the creation of it and that's taken a little bit of time as well as getting sponsors for the podcast and also all sorts of other things I can't necessarily go into detail about right now, but ultimately I'm happy to say that the podcast is back and continuing that same schedule Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays 5 p.m. C.S.T. Um, which it's really great to be back doing this podcast and doing this podcast, um, you know, for, for all of you, for those that are listening and and yet to to listen to the podcast. Now, in terms of things, I also want to do say that this podcast episode today, we're actually going to cover two specific topics because I feel like the fact that we're coming back after a month and a half is certainly worth having two different things to talk about. And hopefully you guys can kind of find room in your hearts to forgive me a little bit for this. Now, the first one that we're going to be talking about for the podcast has to do with The CW. Everyone knows, if you follow me on Twitter, that I am a massive fan of The CW and a lot of the shows that were on The CW. And some news has recently come out Uh, over the last 24 to 48 hours, um, that the CW is really going in a direction that I don't think you or I have ever seen in the history of the CW. Uh, First, it was announced earlier this week, or sometime this weekend, this past weekend, that the CW has officially signed a broadcast deal with the Saudi Arabia-backed league Uh, Live Golf, and they'll be basically doing, you know, a certain amount of uh, airing of of the the Live Golf events over the next couple of years, and honestly, I think that it's kind of a a good thing for this new era of the CW, uh, even though I believe that the CW will not exist, you know, within a, a year or two as we all know it, and as part of that also, there's also been new information coming out from people like Screen Rant and The Hollywood Reporter that the CW's scripted lineup, which has already been dwindled enough, right? It went from upwards of 17 or 18 scripted shows at the beginning of last year down to 11 this year, and it's looking to drop all the way down to 5 right now and... The the even more crazier news um, is that, according to Andy uh, Bedback at uh, Screen Rant, is that the CW by the end of 2023 might only have three original shows from the previous era of the CW on the network. And I want to kind of read a quote that he has said about this. And I quote A recent report claims. CW's future slate would only consist of five original scripted series. However, the number has now been changed again as the Hollywood Reporter revealed that the CW is expected to only have three shows in the 2023-2024 TV season. This comes shortly after the recent announcement of the CW signing to air the Live Golf events. At the time of the story publication, Nexter and the CW have not commented on this. This is kind of crazy to think about because the CW has been a staple for so many amazing genre-defining shows. You know, no matter how you feel about the the efforts that the network has done in, in trying to create uh, programming or the ways in which they do certain things, I think it's undeniable to say that seeing what's happened to the CW, and I I talked about this on social media a day or two ago i think will be a case study on how to destroy a broadcast network within 2 years um you know and, and it's kind of sad to say that because uh, a lot of audiences had trust in the cw the, you know the, this was a network that historically did not cancel shows until their creators were ready to say goodbye that really cared about the fans that cared about this world between broadcast t v and streaming and how both coexist peacefully and I think ultimately um it'll kind of be intriguing to see what happens with the c w um I think ultimately you know it it is dark days ahead um but let me know what you guys think about this. Because personally, I myself am kind of torn. I understand that, you know, under Nexstar, the new leadership of the CW wants to go a different direction. They want to make it more friendly towards their television stations, towards the the age that is believed to be watching more broadcast TV. Whereas people, you know, my age, uh, and again, I'm 23, love watching shows on streaming, right? My family and I have not had cable for I want to say at least three four years right now moving on from that I do also before we get into our second topic want to talk about the sponsor for this episode of the podcast that being Zencaster Zencaster is the ultimate all-in-one podcasting platform they have bundled all the needs to create a podcast recording editing distributing and monetizing all from the same place You get studio quality recording, recording video up to 4K and 16 bit audio tracks per guest, regardless of your internet connection, the ability to sound your best host on all sorts of different platforms and as well, analyze and monetize your podcast. If you're someone like myself who loves doing podcasts, Zencaster is definitely the place that you want to be a part of. So make sure you go to Zencaster, that is Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com, sign up, and start being able to make, and record, and grow your podcast like no other. Now, that being said, let's get into our second topic for the podcast, and this one has to do with what's going on over at Disney, because... Oh boy, the Mouse House never stops having interesting things to talk about. And uh, recently, with Bob Iger coming back and being the CEO, taking over for Bob Chapek, who many people know I was not a fan of at all, Disney has found itself in a really precarious situation. That being that, as of about a week, week and a half ago... Disney is now taking on a proxy fight, and for those that don't understand this, that don't look you know deeply into the entertainment industry, this is a really uh, interesting sc- scenario for Disney because this has not happened, I believe, in nearly two decades. Right now, essentially, to quote Forbes, um, Disney is essentially going through a really big pivotal time right they've struggled over the past year seeing that stock price plummet Uh, on top of that Disney is lagging behind other media companies Um, and also you know Disney lost I believe like 1.4 billion dollars before Bob Chapek got sacked from uh, being the CEO and what has recently happened was this individual by the name of Nelson Peltz, who's a billionaire investor, hedge fund guy, um, who's also, I believe, like, the current chairman of Wendy's, the Madison Square Garden Company, and Cisco, uh, essentially became a, like, activist investor and is fighting for a seat on Disney's board. And uh, basically what they're trying to do Um, is that when Bob Iger retires, you know, again from Disney in, I believe like a year or two, or I believe it's two years, um, he's supposed to pick a new successor or the board is supposed to pick a new successor. And what basically a lot of wall street individuals are trying to do what a lot of media people are trying to do uh, is basically try to instill their own person onto the board who they think uh, will end up eventually being that individual, um, and they're going as far as to basically, um, create full-scale media campaigns and, um, like, uh, PR campaigns trying to basically, um, get, you know, Nelson Peltz onto the board of directors for Disney. Um, now, ultimately, uh, we, we need to talk about why it is this guy, first off, really wants to be on the Disney board. Um, first off, there's a lot of people in Hollywood who believe that Bob Iger uh, really screwed up when making the acquisition of 21st Century Fox, right? Which put Disney through the ringer. Uh, it was like $71.3 billion, and he argues that um, that acquisition is what forced Disney to cut the dividend that it had had for, like, 57 years. Now, I'd I'd like to go out in defense of Bob Iger and say, I think buying 21st Century Fox was one of the smartest acquisitions he could have made in his original 50-year tenure at the Walt Disney Company. And I think on top of that, it showed at the time the power that Disney had. I mean, obviously, Disney under Iger at first, bought Marvel, Pixar, Lucasfilms, um, you know, created Disney Plus, did all these amazing other um innovations and in content and storytelling. And 21st Century Fox made so much sense. Now uh on on top of that, um the other reason why Peltz basically wants a seat on, on the board um is because he believes, and I quote his investment firm uh, thinks the company could be performing better and wanting to offer new perspectives to improve the performance for the company. Um, and honestly, so for most people, um, this really won't impact the the content that you see coming out of Disney, but it's more or less a business hostile takeover time is the best way to uh, sort of frame this, right? Because uh, essentially you're talking about a guy who um, has succeeded when taking on boards, becoming the CEO or uh, chairman of those boards. Um, and also at the same time, um, really Disney, again, as I mentioned in the beginning of this you know, portion, is at a very uh, trivial and it's, it's history. And I don't know personally, uh, where things would go with this. I have my own thoughts on who, uh, Bob Iger would have succeed Disney. Um, if it ever came down to it, you know, two years from now. Um, but I, I, you know, I think that this is a very sizable challenge, right? Again, um, as Forbes has stated, this is the first shareholder battle Disney has seen uh, since Roy Disney and Stanley Gold got Michael Eisner um, ousted from the Walt Disney Company, so let me know what you guys think about this on social media. Are you you know really um, for the way that Disney are, is is going right now under Bob Iger? Do you think a shakeup in the the executive leadership makes sense? Let me know what you guys think. Um, I personally, myself, am really intrigued to see how things go. Now, with that being said, guys, this is the end of the podcast uh, for this episode. And I do want to give a little bit of an update that the first guest episodes of the podcast are going to be starting next Friday, February the 3rd, at the time of recording this. And that is just... To be able to get episodes taken care of, get guests finalized for the next couple months and everything like that. So hopefully you guys did enjoy this episode. If you guys did, make sure to leave a like or share it on social media. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, our Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is Talk of Town Pod. Let me know what you guys think, and I will see all of you in the next one.